For over a thousand years, Western civilization has been stuck in a dark age of sexual repression and misinformation. We get an oversexed overload from the media, but nothing in the way of honest, helpful, practical information on sex and how to do it right. That sucks, and I'm fucking sick of it. My name's JV Althoras, and I've spent a couple decades learning everything I can about how to have amazing sex and more of it. Not in a classroom like a lot of people who talk about sex. I learned it all in the gutter, right where mom told me I'd end up. It's my mission to bring an end to the sexual dark age with brutally honest talk and education on all aspects of sex and sexuality, in an atmosphere that will keep you entertained without treating you like an idiot. Shara and I are not doctors, certifiable perhaps, but not certified in any way. And that means we don't have to talk about vaginas and penises to maintain academic credibility. You got a problem with a vagina? Call a gynecologist. You want to learn more about pussies and cocks and how to make them happy? You've come to the right place. Greetings and welcome to episode 83 of Ending the Sexual Dark Age. Hello. <laughs> if you guys could only see the look on her face, the 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 abject, I am about to cause some trouble look, and then I get... About to? <laughs> well, we've been talking about gangbangs today, so I think Shara's excited. Hmm. Is that what it's all about? <laughs> oh, you didn't remember those conversations? Oh. Well, you know, I was just discussing a few things with the sexy subgroup, so, you know. Yeah, but you were discussing, like, monotonous real-life stuff with the sexy subgroup. No, not everything. Today. We were oh. discussing both. Yeah. You failed. and You neglected to mention all that. Well, some things are meant to be, you know, talked about later. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is our first show that we're recording after coming back from Fetish Fair Flea. Yay! Which was an awesome experience. It was. We had a chance to record a one well, extra long and is going to be released as a part one and part two interview with Midori, who Wasn't was that great? just amazing. Oh, oh, she was amazing. And if I could say, I loved that she served you tea. Yes. Well, she's, she's very, she gracious. would say, I have a guest. Of course I serve tea. <laughs> and, and I know he doesn't want to wait two hours. <laughs> that. You'll have to listen to the podcast. To yeah, yeah. Cause so uh, the balance of this episode is going to be the larger part of the interview that we did with Midori. And then we're going to have another episode coming out next week. Ah, the crowd goes wild. <laughs> uh, and that will be the rest of that episode. And much more jawjacking and comments from us uh, about the great experience we had at Fetish Fairfully. We had a lot of fun. I uh, got to spend some time at two different fetish clubs that are in the Providence, Rhode Island area. Uh, both were a great time. I got to hang out with good friends, got to get new toys. This is all kinds of stuff. Oh, it was such a great weekend. <laughs> and you know what? I, well, we had such an opportunity to watch Midori flog somebody. Yes. That was awesome. Yeah. And that, uh, that was a great experience. And especially, yes, oh, I kind of discussed this with her. Uh, I, I think, I don't think this conversation got recorded, but uh, I was looking forward to watching her flogging class. I teach flogging, but the one of the great things about being a teacher is every time you watch another teacher do their thing, you pick up a bunch of new things. Mm -hmm. So I picked up some new tricks and I came away from that looking at things a little bit differently. I hope you use those tricks. Oh, I will. You've just been getting the regular floggings, but uh, <laughs> we're trying to, Woo. we're trying to work you up to the new toys. She was hot. I tell you, she was awesome. Yeah. And 
I've heard many wonderful things about her, but to actually meet her in person and spend some time with her was a privilege that I did not take lightly. It was it was awesome. And she is fucking hilarious. Oh, she is. <laughs> she is. Her facial feature, her facial expressions are like unbelievable. I I just Yeah, so she, her presentation style is amazing. I say this as somebody who is a presenter. Uh, and I, I would be happy to go to any class or any seminar she's giving. If I'm in the same place, I'm going. And she does private lessons as well. Yes. I think that we should talk to her about that for us. It'd be fun. Oh, I'm sure it would. It would. So is there anything before we get to the bulk of the episode, Shara? Is there anything in particular you'd like to talk about about the flea? Anything? It was a great time. It was a lot of fun. And... A lot of new things. And the people there were amazing. Just to watch just to watch the different people. Um, because I think today, it, it especially in this world today, that it's important to accept people for who they are. And wow, some costumes and uh, the way people dress there. They, it, amazing. Amazing. Just amazing. Oh, yeah. In a lot of ways, it's like, uh, well, it's like sci-fi cons. Uh, they tend to attract the same sorts of people. Uh, you get to see people at their most open. You get to see them, you know, the way they wish, in many cases, the way they wish they could be every day. So uh, there are amazing costumes mm-hmm. and amazing conversations. And it was, uh, it's been a while since I've been in a large crowd of kinky people like that. And it was really cool. And the other thing was, uh, I loved that we received a uh, text or an email, I'm trying to remember now, uh, that s- some of our listeners were there, a, a couple, yes. and wanted to know if we had time to meet up with them. And I was so glad that they reached out when they found out that we were there, because they were such a pleasure to meet. Yes, really absolutely. Were. And <clears throat> this has nothing to do with while we were there, but when we came back... And you checked our downloads. Please tell the audience the number because it was amazing. Oh yeah, so I—I uh, I mean, we get we get pretty healthy downloads, mm-hmm. especially considering we haven't been releasing a lot of consistent episodes. Um, however, the our record our record for a single day of downloads up until February was twenty six hundred. That was the most we'd ever gotten in a single day, and that's quite a lot of downloads. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the middle of February, out of nowhere, we had a day with 4,700. And looking in the stats, uh, the bulk of it was 10 or 11 old episodes that have always been popular episodes, but it got you know between three and 400 downloads apiece on that day. So I actually posted something to Facebook about this today. Uh, I'm very curious. I mean, it's the kind of thing that happens when you get mentioned mm-hmm. on a program or you, on a website that's got a lot of... Of viewers, right? Uh, so I'm guessing something like that happened, but I would just really know. I would like to know what the hell happened exactly and know who to thank. <laughs> well, whoever you are, I know that our listeners are very faithful, and I just want to say thank you personally from the bottom of my heart because uh, it made JV's day, mine too. But he was like, "Look, take a look," and so uh, thank you because that means that the emails and things that we get about making a difference really uh, is helping other people. And, and that's, and that's awesome. So. Yep. And uh, also uh, before we drift too far from the topic, 
the listener, the listeners that we met, uh, Davian and his lady. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember what her internet name is, so I Correct. will not use a name. Uh, but uh, we were talking about the xylophone. Oh. Yes, and no, we, we discovered really talk in, about the xylophone. in a miracle of naturally occurring Pavlovian conditioning, his lady blushes when she hears the xylophone, mm-hmm. and we actually got to see it. It yes. was adorable. Yes. I mean, it was like a wow. Well, she was a cutie. Yeah, she Sweetheart. was. I wish I, I wish I would have been getting video of that. Though. <laughs> they were not, they were a very nice couple. Very nice. Yeah, so thank you very much, guys, for yes. uh, for reaching out to us and for taking the time. I'm really glad we were able to connect. It's always fun to meet people from the audience. Yes, and I just want to say, um, when people go to listen to our podcast with Midori, if they listen well, they'll hear the rope lounge that was across from her room. Oh, yeah, it was even so though, loud. Even though she took pillows from her bed and she put them... She says, I'm going to have to put pillows here because it, you can hear through the through the door because it, it was loud. And so when she did that, I thought, oh, that, that took care of it. So, But JV mentioned that he could hear a little bit of it. So, Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, yeah. one one cool thing about the flea is there's a rope lounge. Yes. There is a whip lounge. <laughs> uh, on Sunday, there was a pony lounge. <laughs> uh, we have a couple of friends who, would, who would, would have been very interested in the pony lounge had they been with us. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, so there. I mean, it was it was a really cool event, and I can't wait to go next year. Um, yes, and I just want to say thank you to Sexy Pixie and uh, Swinger Doc uh, for um, and uh, Duncan picking us up from the airport, getting us to our rooms, and uh, spending time with us and. Uh, and Duncan for introducing us to the dungeon. Yes, Duncan worked his ass off he setting did. up a great weekend worth of activities for everybody. So had, thank you, Duncan. Had t-shirts for you guys. Yes, we got our Bruise Brothers t-shirts. <laughs> yes, so that was awesome. And uh, um, Gabrielle, right? Yes, I'm trying Gabrielle to... and Maximus. Yes, and they were and they were awesome as well. So it was great getting together with them. We of course. Uh, Missed our other friends that uh, couldn't make it. Yes. There were they... somber toasts to absent friends. Yes. So. Followed by beatings and fuckings. <laughs> <laughs> so you were missed, but boy, we wish you were there. <laughs> yeah, we, we tried to party for you guys, too. We really did. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Naughty Pet said, Midori was there? <laughs> you got to see her? You got to talk to her? I didn't want to tell her I got to go shopping with her. <laughs> and purse well, she shopping. knows now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, now she does know. But what a what a great day that was. And um, anybody that gets a chance to spend time with Midori uh, is truly blessed because she is phenomenal and funny and wise and just so much. I mean, I know I'm probably sounding like I'm putting her up on a pedestal, but seriously, if you ever get a chance to go to one of her classes or attend uh, what you're going to hear about on the podcast, uh, you know, that she's going to talk about um, her special groups that she does. Please take notice and, and if you can do it, it's well worth it. I'm going to. Yep, we have not seen the last of her. No, we have not. Yay. So one uh, one other housekeeping item that is kind of a bummer item is that we have had to cancel our April trip to Desire. Yes. Yes. Um, 
schedules of, well, schedules of pretty much everyone involved have conspired against us this year. And wow. We have a work conflict that is unavoidable. So much work. Yes. <laughs> Darn it. Yes. But we are, uh, we are still going to be doing some interesting traveling. We are planning on going to California around about May. Uh, we are going to try to go down to North Carolina to see some friends at a at another big kinky festival mm-hmm. that goes on down there in August. So, uh, yeah, it's shaping up to be an interesting year. Yes, it is. It is. I'm glad we decided to do more traveling. I am, too. To We've had a chance to uh, spend time with some very good friends and uh, even get to see some of our listeners and and that's important to me because when you know that you've helped somebody or you've given out advice and they say hey it saved my relationship or you know it's it's nice to see those people and to put a, a face with all those emails or texting and however they reach out to us so it's been an awesome experience so thank you for making me do this <laughs> <laughs> Well, we got all kinds of other cool and very pervy stuff that we're going to be talking about uh, on the next episode. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be released as the next episode. Uh, but yeah, so no desire this spring, but uh, that just will that will just make us want desire in the fall more. Maybe we'll show up a couple of days early instead okay. of a day early. Yeah, I like that. See how that works yes, out. That works for me. <laughs> <laughs> works for me. So without further ado. Here is part one of our awesome interview with Midori. And enjoy it as much as we did. Shara and I are here today at Fetish Fair Flea. We had a great experience earlier. We had a chance to take a class from Midori, one of the legendary and premier educators in kink, and we are sitting in her hotel room right now. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Hi, everyone. So exciting. So, Midori, thank you very much for coming on the show with us today. Yes. Uh, we did, uh, we had a great experience in your class a little earlier, but before we get to any of that, tell us a little bit about yourself uh, for our audience who may not know of you. Okay. Hi, audience. <laughs> hey, um, I'm Midori. I'm based in San Francisco, although I'm originally from Tokyo, Japan, and I am a sexuality educator with a subgenre specialization in, I guess you'd call it kinky sex, and I also engage in art. I'm an artist that specializes in social practice. Great. And so today's class, we were talking about uh, we were talking about different power exchange dynamics and yes. the ways in which the term dominance and submission submissive fail us. Yes, um, yeah, it's a class called mapping your DS archetype, and the term DS or D slash S, dominance and submission or dominant and submissive, gets tossed around and used in in a way that. I think everybody has an assumption of what they want to say, but they just rely on the shorthand and aren't able to articulate clearly about what they actually mean by that. And it's not as cut and dry. So we go through the two hours, first talking about the distinction between DS scene and DS relationship, and then the rest of the class we focus on archetypes of how to build, archetypes as a way to, to figure out how to build healthy, constructive uh, team to have a relationship that is positive. And even as you may be having like nasty, filthy DS scenes, totally different scene and relationship. Totally different. And I just want to say that we really enjoyed you talking about the example of getting the tea. 
<laughs> yes, would you mind sharing the tea example? Oh, okay, so. <laughs> as we drink tea. Yes, as we're drinking tea. Yes, I hope you like it. It's a nice Japanese sitcom. It's wonderful, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, so tea. All right, so in the class we go over uh, 26 different archetypes of what I call lead and follow. And I, I call it lead and follow as a way to disentangle it from assumption about dominance and submission. So leading and following. And one of the things I talk about is the formalist versus the pragmatist. <laughs> formalist likes things with greater formality, right? And pragmatist, the root of the word, is pragmatic or practical. Now me, I'm a pragmatist. I'm a pragmatist and I like my tea a lot, frequently, many times over the day, now, tea. And it will vary by, there's a reason why the snicker is going on. And I want my tea. When I want my tea, I want my tea, all right? And uh, you would think I'm from Japan. I'd be all sorts of into the ritual of tea drinking. You do not know then the common Japanese person. The common Japanese person will drink inordinate amount of tea out of anything. Just give me the damn tea. So I have had situations in the past, in my early days of exploring what I call power disparate relationships, where I would end up with this very beautiful, highly motivated, service-motivated individual in service to me. I asked for a cup of tea. And then the hundred questions follow. What kind of tea? Okay, that's a good question. Uh, what would you like it in? What should I wear to serve it in? What are the positions of tea presentation? Which way should the handle point? Do you prefer this china or that china? What temperature should it be? How shall I address you? Shall the eyes be upon or gazing down? Shall I be kneeling or standing? And at, at a certain point, it's like, it's been two hours. Give me my fucking tea. And I haven't had my caffeine and my head aches. And so that reminded me so much of JV and I in some of our relationship, especially at the office, I have to say. You know, really, I wanted to jump out of my chair and start cheering, but I would have disrupted the class. <laughs> so we have our worksheets, uh -huh. and we're going to go, and we're going to go over them together and kind yeah. of make our relationship better, Yeah. which is why we, we I mean, I wanted to come to your class, your workshop, but... More than anything else, I really found out today that there's a lot more that we could be working on yeah. in our relationship to make it better, to make it improve, including talking about when you talked about a third person yeah. in the relationship. Yeah, how does we, that dynamic, can you, can you start to understand your own dynamic better, thus uh, doing a better job of trying to select a third person and yes. giving yourself the best chances for success? Yes. Um, and, and that's another whole group of people that really yeah. could really learn from your workshop. so Yes, and you can have DS scenes with some people, but maybe they're not the right person to have a relationship with. Right. And you can have DS or power disparate relationship with some people, but they may not give you the best possible scene. And I've had a lot of scenes prior to being with him. I had a lot of scenes that were like, wow, but be in a relationship with them, no thank you. Mm -hmm. But the scenes were great. With him, I get the best of both worlds, and we Aww. end up, and we end up playing with, you know, Swinger Jack and Sexy Pixie. You you have know them as different names, but we have a, uh, we have a wide and wonderful circle of friends. We do, <laughs> and so they were there at, at your workshop today, and I know, you know, we're going to have to tap in and ask another question on his behalf uh, a little bit later about <laughs> how you pick your scenes because mm -hmm. he said she's so creative. He said like. 
going to get sending somebody to go get the bolts from the store and then um uh, well, the example you used in the class was a piece of squid and twenty dollars at the hardware store. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he and he's like, she just gets it. She just, she just. And I said, well, we can ask her. I'm kind of the MacGyver of kink. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, and you know, it's amazing what you can do with a paperclip. Oh, uh, excellent nipple clamp. Oh, right. Yeah. And that's. I mean, that's the obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? <laughs> Freeze it. Ooh, you know I do. <laughs> and see, see, this is this is how I take off yeah. on this. Yeah. I need to. Uh, I think you'll appreciate it as a yeah. piece of functional art. Yeah. I need to bring our chain flogger tomorrow, yes. just so I can put it mm, in my hands. Nice. I, I made it years ago. It's all stainless steel mm. and it typically lives in an ice bucket. Yes. Yes. Um, so it's. I'm not going to say no submissive has ever taken a few swings from it, but that's not the intention because it, there is a very uh, moderated hand required because it is. Nine pieces of stainless steel chain. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm, def- I'm definitely, um, you know, kind of somewhere Martha Stewart, MacGyver. It's a kink. It's a good thing. Yeah. Your well, workshop today made me want to go to more of your workshops. Oh, seriously. And and so I also want to mention. I, I'm a, a warning to the listeners. Some of you, you'll love this. I'm a bit brainy, geeky. Um, I do expect, you know conversation and participation and um, I think my strength is in understanding the psychological infrastructure and the underpinning and the emotional journey of kink and I, I think that your listeners and your followers are a lot like that they they love the brainy nerdy geeky side of people they really you know the, it, you have a draw and I was watching them today in the workshop and listening to them, and they were like, they were asking excellent questions, and they did not hesitate to participate. Yeah. You really do get them to participate. I, I'm a kind of a, I'll sit back here. We participated, oh, yeah. you know, but you really draw the people in to, to participate. And so I just want to say out there that you, that you have a couple of things coming up. So if you didn't get to the Neela event, or you did, and you want more, you have a couple of things coming up here. I do, I do. And I actually, I specialize in intensives because the, the two-hour classes are fine. It's a great way to, you know, get, it's like chocolate samplers. And you and do private, right? I do. I coach privately. So. I coach privately, individuals, couples, occasionally small, small, small groups. Yeah. And that's a nice way to get, you know, get in-depth. Uh, but the intensives... That's where we get to really learn and grow, mm-hmm. right? So, for example, I have Fort FM, Women's Dominance Weekend Intensive. And we're going to talk a lot about that in the next episode for yeah. those out there in Internet land. And we know, someone that, uh, we know someone personally that attended it, and she loved it, and she cannot say enough about it. Sexy Pixie, so. It's transformative. It is totally growth-inducing, it is enlightening, and the cool part, too, is once you graduate, all the graduates belong to the society. Mm. It's a secret society of us <laughs> sexy, dominant women. Oh, my God. And we, yeah, it's great. There's continuing ed just for society members, and some of the events also, you know, bring the partners, and yeah. Well, I'm gonna, we're trying for the May. Yeah. We're going to try and make. Well, yeah, we're, we're already planning to come to San Francisco this summer, so we're, and we're hoping this is going to line up. Yeah, Fort yeah. FM happens in New York and San Francisco, and I have an amazing team of people that helps me make it happen. Yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about that in the next yeah. one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and one thing I wanted to share with you. Uh, mm. So, for the audience, uh, these the twenty six archetypes 
uh, Midori puts sheets up on the wall with uh, assets and liabilities for each archetype and then invites, well, then insists that the audience get their asses up out of their chairs mm -hmm. and walk around and fill in the blanks. Um, and, and a talk. lot of yeah, a lot of great conversation came out of that, which I'm sure was totally an accident. Yeah, right? uh, <laughs> good conversations though, yeah, right? Oh, great yes, conversations. Not just, not just and, him and I, but other people were like, yeah. what do you think?" And, and a lot I'm, of it was, "What do you think this means?" You yeah. know, like the group trying to direct the path a little bit and understand your intention, try yeah. to puzzle out your intention, which was great. And uh, the, I think the thing that we settled on that made the most sense was, you know, you have if you're thinking dominant or submissive. Uh, the puppeteer is a specialization. Yes. You know, so it's a, that was one of the things people were struggling with. Like, you're not, you're never going to identify as a puppeteer. You're probably going to identify as a dominant, but such and such type of dominant or such and such type of submissive. Mm -hmm. And specializations seem to make a lot of sense yeah, and yeah. help make it click. Yeah. Specialization or what brings you joy, right? Somebody might enjoy cooking. But one person enjoys cooking Japanese food, another person loves baking, and somebody else still um, loves doing a barbecue on the back deck, and that's three different kinds of cooking. Exactly, exactly, and, and your examples that you gave, I mean, you had everybody do the work first, and then yeah. you said, then I'll go into a little bit more, was amazing, because I, everyone started asking questions, and then they're like, oh yeah, like the gentleman that brought up princess and princess mm -hmm. with those two. Uh, as a dominant and a submissive go together. And my princess was totally uninterested. <laughs> <laughs> Until I heard her say, princess, princess, and the third B. Toy. toy. I was like, hmm. <laughs> that, that kind of was, oh, I like toys. Yeah. So that was uh, interesting, though. And, and you could almost do, I think, a whole day on something like that. Couldn't you? Yes. And in the past, I have actually done... The, the DS Relationship Weekend with Laura Antonu. Oh. Now, she's focusing on writing now, so we've taken, that off, uh, we've taken that off the offering, but instead, I have something called Make Hot Play Happen, and I teach that with Marsha B. Okay. And Marsha B does an excellent course called um, Asking for What You Want. So she and I get together and talk about whether you, know, you do a lot of kink or occasionally dabble in it, all of which is good. Yeah, uh, how to make hot play happen, especially when we all have busy lives. Mm -hmm. You know, how do we get down to, to figuring out really what we want, and how do we carve out the time and making it happen? And I think you brought up a very important aspect of that in asking for what you want, mm -hmm. because we it's just, a common theme with us. Yes, uh, especially yeah. recently. Well, yeah. if we're playing with somebody else, and you know, I don't necessarily ask for what I really want. I, I'm in for the play in the scene and, and I let him kind of design the scene if it, there's another dominant involved. I'll let him handle it all. But I sometimes should be speaking up about yeah. what I want and I don't. Yeah. So that really helped me today when you talked about it. And we had just talked about it actually yesterday a little bit. Yeah, we were we were playing with some friends recently and, uh, and I mean nothing bad happened but you know there's great and good. It was, oh, there's, there's yeah versus it was good. Yeah, and, uh, and we were talking about it afterwards, and one of her comments to me was, well, you know, when this was going on, why didn't you step in? And I said, well, I had no idea you wanted me to step in. You know, mm -hmm. it wasn't, it was something that, you know, that day you weren't enjoying it, but it's something you have enjoyed in the past. So I had no capacity to understand that. Um, so she was having a, uh, she was having a, a 
blah experience. Yeah. And I had no way to tell that. Yeah. So the it, only it, way it could have been solved was for her to have spoken and up. And it, it, it wasn't horrible, but it could have been better if I would just open up my mouth. But I, I know how well he knows me, so I was kind of like surprised that he didn't step in. And he's like, why don't you just say something yourself? And I'm like... I think yeah. a lot of times people worry about, you know, avoiding the, the disaster, so they just settle for the meh. Yeah. And I think we can do with a lot less meh and experience a lot of like, you know, wee. Right. Well, in some yeah. cases, we're so starved for play or for yeah. the kind of play that we want. We'll anything. settle. Yeah. yeah. It's pizza, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when you're busy lives. Yeah. And we are, you know. And so our business together takes up a lot of our time. Yeah. So when we were here in, in your workshop, it was amazing to me how much we were covering some things that we had kind of talked about. And then I said, you know what? We need to take this list home mm -hmm. and go over it together yeah. and you know work on it so it could be better as you said you might be in a relationship where you're looking for somebody or maybe you're ready to look for a third person mm -hmm. but you have to kind of get the Yeah, if you are if you're an individual this the greatest thing about this was I love having new tools uh, I love having new ways to discuss and puzzle through complicated things. Mm -hmm. I, I have a bunch of those today, which is great. Um, so it's a, it, anything that enhances communication, or especially enhances my own ability to understand how my screwed up brain works. Uh, <laughs> and nice to meet a fellow pragmatist. Yes, <laughs> yes thank yeah. you very much. That's, yeah. yep. And uh, so it, for someone who's an individual who's not even in a relationship, this class could help them understand their own desires and help them understand what they're and looking for. And save you from getting into scenes of relationship with somebody that you might have a meh or awful experience with. Yeah, well, yeah. and the embracing yeah. of the fact that there are people who are great for scene play, great to play with occasionally, who you are totally and absolutely mismatched yeah. from a relationship standpoint. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yes, yeah, so and uh, so Shara and I now get to go home and you know basically do more homework and uh, and our relationship is going to be stronger out of this because we have new communic we have new communicative tools. Which yes. is awesome. really yeah. yeah, very exciting and and I can't wait to go to a few more of your workshops this between today and tomorrow. So right, well I could I could see in your eyes during the thing you you were sitting there listening like oh that's why he's like that. Uh -huh. <laughs> I was and it's. It's, it's not like sometimes, for people out there that are listening and say, well, I, I already know him or her very well. It's amazing how, I mean, we've been together 15 well, years. New language might be able to explain what you've been trying to say all along. Right, yeah. exactly. And that just hit some spots for both of us. And I, I looked at him and I said, we need to take this sheet back. He goes, yeah. And he mm -hmm. was right on the same page as I was with it. And I was glad because the worst thing that could happen is, yeah, no, we're fine. <laughs> And it, really, you know, some people will be like, yeah, no. And you know what? You are fine, and it could be better. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that. And I, I, I personally want to thank you because I, hey. I was like, can we find time for this class, this workshop? And he's like, yes, we can find time. I said, because I want to find a new. And you school. got into the class. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Well, we made sure to be there early because. Yeah, we Swinger started Doc, the line. Swinger we Doc, were warned. <laughs> Swinger Doc <laughs> and Sexy Pig said, this class is going to fill up fast. And so get there because they were attending a, a class earlier, and I said, "We got this." So we were there and waiting in line. And this other couple comes up, and they're standing across. They go, 
we think maybe you guys started the line first. We said, well, we're open. She goes, well, we don't want to, you know, think we're taking cuts. And one of the things I love so much about this community is we are so automatically orderly. Yeah. Like yeah. there are a group of people standing outside waiting. Well, let's just form an orderly line. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we're blocking the hallway here. This is going to be madness in yeah. five minutes. <laughs> yeah. No, the classes fill, fill up really crazy. Yeah. I. It's amazing. And, and you said that you wanted to keep the classes on this one in particular small. Yeah. So that you could really work with the people that are in the in the workshop, mm -hmm. and I think that that was important because everybody, mm -hmm. again, got involved, got up. When you said, "Okay, go to go to all of these," everybody did, and they. It's not like oh, I'm just going to do one or two. They wanted to hit all the way around the room on the board and fill out what they feel each. Um, each one was. Yeah, meant if to them. we would have had another half an hour to do that, everyone still would have been there. Oh yeah, yeah, Even more. Yes, yeah. they, because it's like okay, let's sit down, and mm -hmm. which did you had enough to work with at that point, but people were like all talking and to each other, and not just if they had a couple, it was you know we had several different women talking with us about what it meant to them, and a couple of different men, you know. They were like, oh, yeah, oh, and it was nice to share that. Well, that's, and one of the great things about the conversation is you get to, you get cued into perspectives that because because every one of us is an island, yeah. you know, we're all the star of our own story. Yeah. Oftentimes you don't, you know, looking at something on the wall, you don't immediately understand how it might affect somebody else or how someone else might relate with it. Mm -hmm. So having those open conversations going on all, all over the room was great. Good group of people, it, yeah. It was a great group yeah. of people. And you have... Quite a few more workshops to do between today and tomorrow. I do. So, do you want to talk about those a little sure. bit? Sure. Uh, tonight, I'm doing the art of feminine dominance, and that's uh, that one. Everybody of all genders and orientation welcome, and partners are encouraged because I really think partners. I would so help the the play in the scene when they understand what it takes for their person to step into a feminine dominant space. Mm -hmm. Right. So I've got that one, and oh, tomorrow I'm doing a flogging class. Oh. So, like, today it was deeply thinking, psychological and intellectual, right? Um, tonight, the art of feminine dominance is very, very motivating uh, and enlightening and vulnerable, pretty vulnerable, too. Um, now, tomorrow, everybody's going to be f swinging a flogger. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to have big space area. Huge space. Nice. Yeah, and several of the, the flogger vendors are actually contributing loner floggers. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That is nice. Yeah. I wonder if you're going to want to go to that so you can pick out a new flogger. And the structure of the class. You never right. have enough floggers. So like, if you're coming to one of my flogging classes, you don't have to worry about bringing a target person. So what we're going to do is a whole bunch of air flogging, like air guitar. Okay. Oh. Right? Or I don't know if either of you have done martial arts classes. No. Okay. Uh, limited. Limited. Martial, yeah, just yeah. say a class or two. Even. Yeah. Okay. So you know how you practice the moves without actually, you know. Yes. Yeah. It's like that to get good posture, good precision, good um, accuracy and control and confidence. So it's like air guitar. It's kind of, it's almost like some, like, exercise class you look around this like vast class of floggers swinging in the air it's great love it yeah love to be able to yeah and we do flogging <laughs> mentoring down at the resort yeah, yeah impact play is my preferred lane yeah so, uh we do flogging mentoring down at the resort and i'm looking forward to uh, hopefully we'll be able to be at that class because i just love to see every time i watch someone else teach something i become a better teacher yeah now talk a little bit about how to select the flogger that's right for you because that's always an issue i mean i, I have certain like you know, Midori's Consumer Guide to How to Buy Flogger, 
So I'll make recommendations on that. Cause and, if, yeah. and I think there's probably a lot of people that could learn from that. Remember uh, Tiny Little Dawn? Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? We're going to come back to Dawn after this commercial break. Okay. We have to pay homage to our sponsors. We'll be right back after this. When we were researching budget bondage gear at a listener's request, we stumbled onto ExtremeRestraints.com and found the most impressive bondage gear site on the internet. And we don't say that lightly. We bought a bunch of toys to try them out, and we're so impressed with the selection, quality, and service that we reached out to them about sponsoring the show. From basic whips to top-notch floggers, from beginner cuffs to shackles and cages, from nipple clamps to fucking machines, from budget to bad fucking ass. ExtremeRestraints.com has put together an immense catalog of kinky gear that we honestly believe is second to none on the internet. And not only do they offer a free gift and 99 cent toys for new customers, plain brown wrapper shipping and free shipping on orders over $119, they'll give you 10% off if you enter the promo code ESDA at checkout. And that's not 10% off on your first order. It's 10% off every order, forever, as long as you enter the code. Because they're awesome and they support this show. You can listen to episode 70 for more details or just check out ExtremeRestraints.com, use the promo code ESDA, and get Get your your kink kink on. And we're back. So, Shari, you were talking about your friend Dawn, the first woman I ever got to see flog you. And it was was so much fun to watch her beating you. She, She is tiny. I swear her flogger was longer than her. It was. And she was. She... she was like four foot ten, mm-hmm. uh, four foot ten in a corset and a black leather miniskirt mm-hmm. with a flogger that had about twenty four inch falls on it. So she's walking through the club and the flogger is dragging on the ground like a train, and it was just so sexy. You, you, you. <laughs> and that was. I, I'm amazed that you remember her outfit and everything because that was what, fourteen, fifteen years. Snapshots. Ago. <laughs> Slices of life make impressions. Uh. But she came up and asked him, would you mind if I flogged her? And he's like, oh, no. He, he loves that. <laughs> By so, all means. And, she, and beautiful work. She really, but I, I'm thinking to myself, she's four foot ten. And how can she possibly hold that flogger and do so well with it? So I think a lot of people in, don't have somewhere to go to learn. Yeah, and and yeah. she, I don't know where she did learn, but she obviously Good. was able to handle it very well. Um, I came a lot, so that tells me that <laughs> well, know, hey. she was doing something right. So, yeah. So anyway, uh, I think that the class, it's, the workshop will enhance for people that already know. And I think Duncan may have attended her. Um, did, did you do a flocking class last year? Yes, I did. So Duncan. Yeah, uh, our friend Duncan have, was there. Oh, he's from this area. Yeah. And um, did he have a good time? I hope. Yeah, great yes. time. Good. Yeah. And what? What is? What? Is, I, Florentine. Florentine. Mm-hmm. He loves doing Florentine. Mm-hmm. So, do you teach that? Do you, I don't teach no? Florentine. Okay. It. Um, it doesn't fit well into my style. Okay. Uh, the issue I, I personally have with Florentine is the pacing is faster than the human breath or heart rate beat. Okay. And there's much to, to crafting and guiding an experience and creating an experience by modulating heart rate and breath through the rhythm of the flogging. Okay. Yeah. Now, will you actually flog someone? Yes. Oh, so we definitely have to make sure that. We're... So oh, I. Do we have a volunteer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've heard. I've heard she she can be. Um, let, let's just say that. Uh, she might scare me. I, I don't know. <laughs> so I start the class with. Um, there's actually already somebody assigned that volunteered. <laughs> so I start with a conversation, uh, the pre-play conversation. I model that. It's very much a real scene in the moment. It's short. 
but it's real today. I start off with the questions we should probably ask one another before playing. That's something that, that I do a unique form of negotiation that's far more practical. Shocking, right? <laughs> uh, pragmatist. Um, and then scene, which is oftentimes not what people expect how a flogger would be used. And then we do the, the individual skill components in a giant field of air flogging. Nice. And who wouldn't want to be, you know, somebody that is getting flogged by you? I mean, seriously. I, I mean, I, I have well, to be there. thank you. No, well, you know, I, I have heard so many uh, people talk about your workshops and how you will uh, do a scene with somebody, but you, you know, it's, it's organized and it's, you know. But I, I want... I, I want, correct me if I'm wrong, I heard you mention how, you know, there might be stuff over here and stuff over there and things laying around, but it's about the scene yeah. and the person that you're doing the scene with and not so much everything else that's going on yeah, around. Am I it, correct on that? Yeah, it's not, it's not the gadgets and the gizmos, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's... See, her type of um, domination is, you're very similar, the two of you. That's what I, I crave and that's what I love for myself is I like to be dominated like that. And Swinger Doc is a lot like that as well. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, you know, um, that it's not just about the play all the time. It's also about the uh, the orders and, you know, the things that you don't expect is going to come out of somebody, you know, like uh, Swinger Doc last night as an example. And, you know, uh, I better not say it on here, but <laughs> just in case oh, they don't want me to say it. But, yeah. but there was a scene, and when they were done, and it's it's the mentality mm -hmm. that, like the three of you, I'll use as an example. Have it's like scary but fun at the same time. Yay! <laughs> yes, it's it's one of those you want more. So this is how this is where I want to talk about my definition of BDSM. Okay, Perfect. Great. What timing? I was actually just about to ask you about that. Okay. <laughs> Thank so you so much. My definition of BDSM, it's not the breaking out the acronym, you okay. know, bondage, discipline, sadomasochism. No. BDSM is childhood joyous play with adult sexual privilege and cool toys. Oh, it's I cops and that. robbers with fucking. <laughs> love it. I love it. It I really it. is. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> He's turning bright red. I mean, I wish I could have the video on right now because your face is beet red, and I've never. You want to take a picture? I, oh my God. I should have because seriously, it is beet red. You know, it oh is. Cops and robbers was fucking my friend. Oh my God, I can't take a picture because there's this thing on it. Oh my God. Yay. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, cops and robbers was fucking. I can't believe it. <laughs> Look at you. I mean, no one would believe it. Oh, I can't wait to show Swinger Doc and Sexy Pixie. And we, we moderate photos of Shower, but yeah. photos of me are fine to post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It's totally true, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. It is. It, I mean, it's perfect how you're, you know, I love it. Yeah. I love I it. I mean, think about all the, the games we played when we were kids, whether it's, you know, let's play a board game, let's go climb a tree, let's, you know, do a little pickup basketball game, let's, you know. Cops and robbers play house plays teacher plays secret doctor fortress nurse. doctor doctor nurse. patient I yeah. should say yeah doctor patient a uh, uh, secret fortress treehouse club yeah. um, you know mm, uh, superheroes and villains you know dress up games and putting on a play and you know all the things and and kids 
are geniuses at figuring out how to co-create and collaborate in making fun happen. Well, kids haven't learned how to not be creative yet. Yeah, puberty. We haven't we haven't pushed them into their boxes yet. Right. And so, you know, if I were to come down the street and I'm a kid and I go, hey, want to come out and play? What do you want to do today? Uh, you know, we could go and uh, do coloring books or we could go play Secret Fort, you know, in that, like, uh, in that treehouse we built. What do you want to do? And you know, you might say, I, you know, I don't want to be indoors. I don't want to do coloring today. Okay, fine. We'll do treehouse. All right. So, but we're going to have a safe zone and you're not going to be allowed in until you say the password. And if you get it wrong, I might have to punish you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and look at the smile. I wish I could see the smile yeah. on your face right now. Might have to punish you. Oh, no. <laughs> so you better remember. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, all right. So now we're in the Treehouse Club together. Let's see if we can talk her into it, too. I wonder what we could talk her into and make her do to join our club. <laughs> oh, I remember those days a little too well. well yeah. I bet you do. I, yeah. <laughs> I was only one of the few girls. You got on to be in block. everybody's club, right? I just said something. I didn't hear what it was. <laughs> and so, yeah, uh, and so childhood joyous play, but then add to it adult sexual privilege, right? And in this privilege, I include things like being able to access privacy, being able to have agency over one's body. And to be able to speak up and ask for what you want, mm -hmm. right? And so there's all these um, adult sexual privilege that we take for granted. And they're really important. They are. Yeah. Very. I agree. Yeah. And then you throw in toys and there you go. BDSM. That's it. I love it. Yeah. It do. comes down to that. It does. I haven't met a single kink thing, even the most serious, because, you know, treehouse clubs are serious, too. Oh, they are? Yeah, absolutely. The, you know, the, the secret handshake, man, you know. Um, yeah, uh, I haven't met a single kink play, found a single kink play that doesn't somehow fit into that. All right, so, like, electrical play. I will totally admit to being that kid that walked around with the nine volt on my tongue going, ah, da, 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 da. did you do that? I did. Oh my God. Yeah. Ah, da, 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 da. Did you do the fork in the uh, yeah. outlet? No. No. Oh, wow. I just want to know. Yeah. No, I, I, I didn't, I didn't play with that kind of electricity until I was older. Yeah. I you were would, more into fire. I would stick my hand into the hot wax and like, you know, the, the candle oh, on the absolutely. table. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. The hot wax fingerprints on yeah, the yeah. barrel candles. Yeah, you yeah. Know, stick your finger, stick your finger in there. Get it coated in wax, let it cool. Yeah. Peel it off. Or talk other people into doing it. Oh yeah. That was my favorite. Well, it doesn't hurt. See. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you see the pattern, right? I do. Yeah. When I was working in the medical field and I worked for a sports medicine, uh, he was family practitioner, but he specialized in sports medicine. So of course, you know, they have the wax to, for healing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I loved. Um, after hours that I could go in there and mm -hmm. play with the wax. And you know, most women would put it on their hands, let it set. No. I was like, okay, nipples. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I was I was the office manager, so I was allowed to, you know. <laughs> I, had I had keys. I had the keys to the building. And, oh, you know, yeah. The only thing that I was dumb about was I didn't bring somebody with me. You know? Oh. I mean, I didn't mind putting, you know, the wax on my nipples myself, but, hey. It More fun, fun to fun. share. Yes, yeah. exactly. So. Yeah. So that's my definition of BDSM. That's great. It is. It's great. Yeah. Well, and, and it's, and it is very approachable and intuitive which yeah. we like. Yeah. You know, we like things we can explain quickly to people and they can understand them. And this is how my mind works. So 
this is why you know you give me like 20 bucks in a hardware store and i can figure out weird toys to make out of that and that is the answer to swinger doc's question so we've we've come to that answer we went the long way around but that is the answer to swinger i'm a doc's kid question. i honestly i honestly think he knew the answer but he just wanted reassurance i, I do i think he just was like uh, you know what if you wouldn't mind asking because we were downstairs and yeah. we were going to eat together but then it was taking too long, so I said, okay, let's go. And he said, but wait, could you just do us a favor? Can you just ask this question I'm going? I wonder if what he's actually asking is, like, to be evil co-top with. Oh, I'm sure that's what he... Do you want to come party with us? <laughs> I, I love co-topping, right? It's kind of like that treehouse club yeah. thing. Yes. Hey, you know, it's like being in cahoots with, a, with another evil child. <laughs> Oh, well, oh, yeah. we have we have a pretty good rhythm going. Yeah. Oh. Several dominants. We've worked together on a number of occasions. Well, we all uh, we all DM'd and service topped mm -hmm. the dungeon down at Desire mm -hmm. together. So you know, it's that it's that intuitive. Uh, you know, Swinger Doc is going to need that uh, stainless flogger in the ice bucket in a minute. Mm -hmm. So just take it over there. Just say, he may, he might not even have realized he needed it, but as soon as he sees it, and see, and it's a bad cop, worse cop routine. Yeah. Right. Or you know, maybe it is that that I want to sit back and enjoy this for a while. So it's like, oh, you take it over. Yeah. So the submissives yeah. are going, oh. What are they up to? Yeah. Oh, yes. Sexy Pixie. She was like, Swinger Jack was talking to another dominant. It wasn't you, but he's talking to one of, one of the other ones. And she's like, oh, no. What are they up They're to? They're talking. Uh-huh. She says, it's not good. <laughs> They're talking. And I said, is it not good or is it? Really oh. super good. Is it yeah. good? Well, you know? the dismissers in our group uh, talk about the school bus. Yeah, yeah. You know, throwing each other under the bus, and they, yeah. they take turns as bus drivers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, oh, well, I'm getting a little bit too much attention. Look at her. Yeah. <laughs> we do that. We do that. I always say that I drive a nice bus, that I'm only trying to get you what you really want, and you're just not asking there for There you it, go. You know? And I really, I really do try to drive a nice bus. I know. <laughs> I do. But do... Do you play a lot with uh, as a co-top? Have you? I, I really enjoy it. Yeah, okay. I do enjoy it, especially because uh, everyone else's, uh, you know, other people have different um, strengths and talents, and you know, it's it's cool that that it expands the repertoire of joyous evil. You'd be so dangerous and yet so good with the, the group that they. Yes, yes. After yes. desire, they. They immediately, I, I said something about, oh, well, us, us submissives yeah. will have to, you know, do a room together, you know, a chat room together so we can exchange when we're having a bad day or whatever. And then they're like, okay, yeah, we, we, uh, you guys actually might have said it first, and then I said, let's hurry up and set ours up before they yeah. set theirs up. I think it was a defense mechanism. Evil ideas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I, I um, love sharing evil ideas. Yes, and, and we like you know, hearing, oh, this is what happened to me today, and, you know, and it's exciting. And know? I want to share evil ideas that are fun, but safe. Exactly. It can be intense, but it doesn't have to harm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and that's, actually, that's a lot of what, uh, you know, as a dominant, some days you've got it, and some days your creativity is not quite there, yeah, and yeah. the chat room is an opportunity to go in and say, hey, you know, I want to do a scene tonight, and I'm thinking something like this, but I'm stumped. And then you get five, six, ten, fifty perfectly good ideas. Yeah. Yeah, more like fifty. Oh especially Swinger Jack, I, I hear your phone going beep, beep, beep. I'm like, okay, you guys can stop now. Really. I'm sure. Oh yeah. yeah. And get a bunch of us together talking about our evil ideas and it's just like just 
oh, it's a downward spiral <laughs> of, of joy. Where yeah. do you find the time? Because you're so busy between mm-hmm. your creative arts mm-hmm. and all of the teachings that you do, and you like do all these special classes. Mm-hmm. Where do you find time and, and still have a personal life, too, on top of everything? Uh, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. I, uh, as I've been playing a long time and playing, play and sex and, you know, being, being, being a, a adult child, if you will. <laughs> but yeah, finding a time is difficult. What I have figured out though, is I don't need a lot of play, but I need a really good batting average. And, I like that. Yeah, yeah. And, I like that. And much better than baseball. And I'm not going to accept one out of three times as being a good scene. No. I want nine out of ten times being that was great. And the tenth one being that was all right. Okay. I like that. Yes, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Look at it. Yeah. Well, it's, it's especially good. in a, I mean, in a world where we are increasingly busy. Yeah. And, you know, but our the percentage of our time that mm-hmm. we spend on pursuits that we enjoy seems to get smaller and smaller. So I've been honing my my skills of both figuring out my own hungers as well as how to create that experience with my other. My my focus has been on how do I be- make the best possible now when I don't get a lot of playtime because I want it to count. Mm-hmm. And does it have to be long? No, that's another thing I've let go. It's what the, the concept of what I call snacking. Yes, perfect. Snacking. I love it, yes. Right? So instead of, all right, so when I was all new to kink, you know, every scene was a big production. All the toys and all the production and hours. And I'm sure I could have hours because, you know, I was like in my 20s and I had time and not a meaningful job. <laughs> and, you know, it's like not a meaningful job. And uh, yeah, right. And I didn't have the, the career that I am happy to be a workaholic about. I love my work. I really do. Right. But when I was younger, I could have every night was um, big Broadway production. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of like trying to do the big Thanksgiving, Christmas dinner every night. Yes. Yeah. And you know, great analogy. Sometimes you just want a cheese sandwich. <laughs> so that's how I feel. I, it's, it's like if we go too long without any kind of play, I feel like. I'm losing out, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't need a lot. Mm-hmm. But I like consistency. Mm-hmm. I like it to be often. Do you do you find yourself wanting it often, even if it's snacking, or do you go along bits of periods where okay, well, it might be a month or two or three? Yeah, um, I have longer periods in between, and then when I play, it's like the duration is irrelevant. Okay. Because if you're so focused and in it, time as we measure it by our watch or our cell phone no longer matters. Because if I'm having an intensely amazing, seriously, 10-minute scene, as Marsha B. would call it, if I'm having 10 minutes of profound intensity and great release, I can dine off of that for months. The memory of oh yeah the visuals going through your head over and over again yeah can be enough yeah we were when we were in Chicago we went to a, a club and we didn't know um, if you could have sex in the club or not because they didn't really get 
you know, we paid different space of different rules. Yes, yeah. Exactly. We yeah. weren't sure what their rules were. Yeah. We should have asked. And for those didn't. of you out there, understand that sex and kink places all have different rules and all of which are good and based on the needs of the space. So yeah. And don't be afraid to ask what those rules are because yeah. when we when we got there, the person that was in, in charge of it all, he knew us. He listened to our podcast. So we go off into this room that it could either be private or it could be semi-private, and you just put the gate up to, you know, the chain Yeah, up rope across the door. To, to let them know that, you know, you, you want the privacy. Well, we didn't, and so I'm on the spanking bench, and he's spanking me, and I so wanted him to come around to the front so I could suck his cock because I just wanted to suck mm -hmm. his cock, but we weren't sure mm -hmm. if we could do the play. Mm -hmm. But in between there, the gentleman comes over, and he puts the chain across, and he's like, oh, no, you don't need <laughs> yeah. to do that. I think I was trying to be polite because... Yeah, well, they had a big play space and then a semi-private room, mm -hmm. but the only reason we were in the semi-private room because that's where the bench we wanted oh, yeah, yeah. was. So yeah. otherwise, we would have just been out in the play space with everybody else. So, But that moment, I carried back with me. It was only three weeks ago, but I carried it back with me because I was like, yes, this was really a hot scene, yeah. and it was great. And it I don't even know how long we were... Cause and my see, head goes into a space. Linear time exactly. doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Yeah. It doesn't. And you and you, you have the signposts, like the things that make you feel accomplished. There were it was a slow night at mm -hmm. the dungeon, but there were probably thirty people there when we arrived, mm -hmm. and when we finished there were four. Mm -hmm. You know, so like everyone else had come in and played and finished and left, and mm -hmm. she's still getting flogged. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. nice. It was very nice. Now, so. I'm kind of betting that some of the listeners at this point might be wondering: You've been spending all this time talking about, you know, I've been spending all this time talking about uh, the the flogging, the the DS relationships, and and I'm sure that there are some people out there thinking, but you're not talking about the obvious thing with Midori. <laughs> <laughs> and I wonder why that is. <laughs> I just I just thought I'd mention that. And and what would that obvious thing be? Might be rope. Yeah. So because yeah. when we were introduced to you, that's and you asked, well, "How do you know me? Uh, how what is it about my work that you know the most?" And he immediately was. Yeah, I knew you were an educator. I knew mm -hmm. about the flogging because yeah. our friend Duncan had been to your classes, but I was not at all aware of Forte Femme or you know the things that I've learned about in the last couple of days. Yeah. Yes. So. so yeah, um, there's some folks that know me for uh, for rope and rope bondage, and I did write the first English language instructional book on Japanese rope bondage, and that's been out like almost two decades now. So some folks identify me as. The rope lady, just the rope lady. I teach awesome rope and about how, not about how to tie knots. I teach how to play. Ooh, see, that's my, he's, he, we just received rope as a, as a gift and then he bought some more and we, he, we've never done it and I used to love rope before, before I met him. Yeah. I'm a pragmatist, so I've never learned rope because bondage tape. Yeah, right. <laughs> Bondage tape is so much faster, and it's you know that's that's my pragmatic side. So, I but I I am making an effort. You know, mm -hmm. I have taken certain certain skills and certain avenues of play. I have taken far enough that there is nothing new there. They're still yeah. enjoyable, yeah. but there's there are no new corners to turn. So I'm so, learning rope and a few other things. So do you have a rope workshop between now and tomorrow? No, I no. don't. <laughs> and yeah. Keep in mind, I always do private workshops. I, I yeah. have that on the top of yeah, my yeah. list, let me tell you. Yeah, and we should actually wrap up this episode and get on to recording our next one. So right. before we do... But is there anything do, she wants oh, to say rope. anything about In rope? In terms yeah. of rope, 
Okay, so I do teach classes, and there is my Rope Dojo, ropedojo.com, two-day intensive, again, focusing on play, and we also teach excellent bottoming skills in that, too. Oh, so nice. if you're interested out there, um, audience land, if you want to take a rope class and you have somebody you like playing with, come together. Yeah. I assign naked homework. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Midori's upcoming classes uh, for Rope Dojo, San Francisco, April 1st and 2nd, and Baltimore, September 16th and 17th of this year. That's RopeDojo.com. Forte Femme, which you'll be hearing about on the next episode, which is a Women's Dominance Weekend Intensive uh, in New York, February 24th to 26th. Whoa. Ooh, right around the corner. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then again in New York in July, July 14th and 16th, and in San Francisco, May 19th to 21st, and we're going to see if we can yes. schedule Shara into that. Mm -hmm. And uh, Make Hot Play Happen with Marsha B is in New York, March 18th and 19th, and San Francisco in the fall. Date is to be determined. Uh, oh, and ForteFemme.com, that's F-O-R-T-E-F-E-M-M-E.com, and MakeHotPlayHappen.com. Yep. And we can put her links on... Yes, and if you, if you go to the show notes or our Facebook page, you will find links to all these things that you can conveniently click. And we're going to put them uh, on hers as well, correct? Give them to her to put on website yes and Midori thank you so much for joining us today for being willing to sit down with us yes thank has, you and everyone go out and play <laughs> <laughs> it has been such an honor to spend this time with you it really has been and that brings this episode to a close oh darn well there's always the next one okay it kind of feels good to have a bunch of them in the shoot and ready to go <laughs> in the shoot <laughs> oh where'd your mind go <laughs> no honestly it was purely perhaps to the poop shoot <laughs> no no oh oh i knew it no i knew no that's not true not true i nope. knew we would get you before the end of the episode that's not it do you i mean some homes used to have a laundry shoot that you'd go into the bathroom and take your clothes and what off. about that shoot would make you blush Nothing. You made me blush when you said, okay, let's, we were signing off. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, it was innocent, I'm telling you. Oh, innocent. It was. Oh, your ass. Did you not have a laundry chute growing up? I had no laundry chute. Okay. So it's this little, you open it up and there's a chute. Uh, I understand chute. what a laundry okay. chute is. Thank well you. then, well then, <laughs> leave me alone. Okay. I'm signing off. <laughs> no, you're not signing off yet. We're not done yet. Well then, let's go. <laughs> All right, so that brings this episode to a close. Thank you, as always, for joining us. Uh, please, if you are a new listener or if you just have not done so in the past, please take the time to go on iTunes if you're an iTunes user and give us a favorable rating and review. Uh, it is very important to the continued success of the podcast to continue getting new reviews on iTunes because that is still the way we get out to most of our listeners. Uh, I can be reached at jvauthoross at gmail.com and Shara is reachable at jvshara at gmail.com. I am at jvauthoross on Twitter. She is at jvs underscore Shara on Twitter. Got the underscore in the handle. Old school. I don't think you can use underscores anymore. I'm Why are you looking at me like that? I'm being quiet. <laughs> <laughs> How does that usually work out for you? Not well. <laughs> Again, I'm signing off. <laughs> All right, so thank you again for joining us. And until yes. next time, this is JV and Shara reminding you that sex is one of the greatest things in life, but there is always room for better. Always.